Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to take a look at what are some of the long-term effects of bullying. You know, I was doing an in-service probably about 15 years ago in a school that uh, in a school district where I went to high school. It was my hometown school district. And I didn't even mention bullying. It was an in-service on something else. But I did make a comment where I brought bullying up, but the in-service wasn't on bullying. And one of the young men in the audience came up to me and he said to me, you were bullied by Tommy too. And I looked at him and I realized that he was the cousin of a boy in our neighborhood who was an absolute unrelenting bully. Now, he identified himself, and him and I had a nice chat, you know, and so on. But I think the piece that scared me the most about what he said to me, you were bullied by Tom, was the first thing I said was, is he here? And I felt this yellow stripe go up my back at 50 years of age wondering if that boy was still around and that was my introduction to the long-term effects of bullying and 
you could be bullied as a child or as an adult. It doesn't matter. But our perception of the world is based upon the fact that we were bullied and we may have suffered from some other form of childhood abuse, whether it be in our family, in school, or with our peers. Bullying is something that can affect you even if it's a one-time event. See, oftentimes people think bullying has to be repeated. It doesn't have to be repeated. It could just be a one-time event that goes on. And that's what we have to be aware of. In most cases, I will say that it is a constant repetition of behaviors that a person experiences that and what it does, it it causes him to or her to develop private logic and it affects the way they deal with things moving forward. Bullying, harassment, and intimidation and abuse will affect you moving forward. And right now in this podcast, I'm going to be somewhat vulnerable with you and let you know what some of the things are, even now at 65, when the bullying happened over 50 years ago. 60 years ago, almost. And how it still affects me. Now, I will say that there is an awareness that we all have to have to, in regards to our own behavior. Because if we don't, we won't recognize how certain things that happened to us when we were kids impact us now. And if you want to make changes, what you have to realize is that change is a step of faith. And realize that when you act a certain way or do certain things or feel a certain way or an emotion rises up inside of you in certain situations, you want to know where that emotion is coming from. And I needed to know where that emotion was coming from when this young man approached me during the in-service. So I'm going to share with you some of my own frailties and I'm going to be completely vulnerable and make you aware of some of the things that are happening to me right now and have happened to me and things that I am working to overcome because of the long-term effect of bullying and abuse in my own life. And when I say abuse, I mean, you know, we have this line, well, our parents did the very best they could with what they know. Uh, You know, uh, sometimes I get sick of hearing that because our parents didn't have to abuse us or 
say things and do things to us because of their own upbringing or because of what happened to them experientially as they became adults. I mean, we look, like I've said it before, there's a giant hole inside of all of us that wants to have a relationship with our parents. And if the people that you want to have the relationship the most are abusive or just plain don't know what they're doing, it becomes tough to have that relationship. But you want to make sure you you work on it because of the fact as you get older, those parents will haunt you from the grave. So be aware of that. But what are some of the long-term effects? From my own experience, things that have happened to me that I know are tied into the, the bullying that I experienced and the abuse that I experienced at the hands of some kids. So here's one of them. I'm on the, um, I answer the phone, phone rings. And on the other end of the line is a tape-recorded message that says there's a warrant out for my arrest. And I need to call this number and I need to try and get get some help quick because they're going to come and get me. Now this whole thing is a scam. Complete scam. I mean, I, I didn't do anything. But the first thing that pops into my mind is, what did I do? It's almost as if if anything goes wrong, I have to determine if it was my fault or not. And I start trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this situation. And you're going to, like, how am I going to re... What am I going to say to these people? This is based on a phone call that I get that's a scam, and I know it's a scam, but I still sit and wonder what I did wrong. And this could take place in a lot of different venues, not just with that phone call. You always think that something has gone wrong. And how could I allow it to happen? You have trouble in, uh, in a uh, job situation. You have trouble in a relationship. See, if you don't have boundaries and you're in a, and you're in, uh, a relationship, you'll always think you're wrong. And most times people who were bullied or abused, have no boundaries. They let anybody do anything to them because their self-esteem is so low they think they deserve it. As I did. No question. The next thing that we have that has happened to me is I was working as an administrator first few months on the job and I end up having to confront a parent and this parent started yelling and screaming at me and carrying on and while this was happening I said to myself I feel like I'm three years old 
I feel like I'm three. I'm being bawled out by my mother. That's exactly how I felt. And when people started raising their voice to me, I used to, I almost, that was my biggest fear that I was going to get yelled at. And that was the thing I had to overcome to become an administrator, overcoming the fear of being yelled at. And I did. I stayed as an administrator for 16 years. Now, there are situations that you can be in where they don't talk to you. This happens with parents a lot. They get upset with their adult children and they don't talk to them. Not talking isn't going to solve a problem. But people use that to basically empower themselves because they know that the silent treatment gets to people and they know the silent treatment will get to their kids. See? And that's what parents do. They give you the silent treatment. I'm so upset with you, I can't talk to you. Which is absolutely, you know, like the worst thing you can do to somebody if, in fact, you know that it bothers them. So, I'm working as an administrator and, I'm, and I get bawled out by a parent. I can't take it. I'm scared out of my wits. Not that I'm afraid of being physically hurt, but I don't know how to handle Lee being yelled at. It's almost as if I have to defend myself and I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, really, I'm the one in charge, right? Incredible. But that comes from being bullied. That comes from believing that the yelling is going to lead to other things. That comes from always thinking that you're wrong when you're not. These are things that happen as you become an adult and move forward in life when you have issues that are unresolved because of bullying or abuse. To me, anyway. These are the things that have happened to me. If you can relate, more power to you. I don't handle criticism well. Somebody criticizes me, I have a hard time asking myself if it's the truth or not. And you know, when you get into a relationship, there's a certain amount of criticism that goes on. Because you get the, the lines when you do something. The lines go like this. I would've or you should've. And right away, as soon as I hear that stuff, I'm ready to blow my top. I really am. And, and I don't know how to manage it. It almost is as if it, as if it becomes personal. And then I re overreact. And I start having trouble with the person. Now, I have to ask myself, you know, what they, is what, or, or what they saying, is it the truth? If it's the truth, I got to do what I can. I mean, I've gotten performance evaluations that I've had to look at, and I haven't been able to figure out if they were right or not. 
because it was just so subjective. I didn't see one thing in there that really, you know, gave any credence to me being a poor administrator or a poor teacher. But people put it in there and people react to criticism. Now, people generally react to criticism. Let's face it. But the bottom line, the bottom line is, how do you react? Do you you react to it based upon the abuse and the bullying? Or do you react to it because the person is just so off base that you're not going to be belittled by someone, you know, just based on their observation? See, we always have to ask ourselves that question. How or why are we reacting? And if you can tie it back into bullying or abuse, now you got to do something about it because it's just going to follow you your whole life. By the way, certain people follow us our entire life until we figure out how to deal with the personality. You got trouble with mom or dad? Their personality is going to follow you your whole life until you learn how to deal with the personality. Then they go away. It's almost as if you have to master it. Sometimes we have to finish relationships in other relationships. Sometimes we get into a relationship and there's things that had gone on with our parents that we have left unresolved and we want to we have to finish it in a marriage. That's when you need to that's when you need to find yourself in therapy to get that straightened out. Because then it's going to start to affect your marriage. Here's a beauty for you that that goes on with me. I have people that think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, there are people that think I'm a pretty good guy. No question about it. The problem is, is when they treat me nice, I can't believe that they're doing it. It's almost as if I have adopted a new norm. The new norm is I'm supposed to be abused and anyone that treats me treats me kindly is out of the norm. Like you don't deserve it. You're afraid to say, what about me? When you're in a situation because you might think you're selfish. And people who treat you nice, you can't figure out what they see in you. I have a hard time figuring out what people see in me when I'm treated kindly. And I'm 65 years old. This is the scary part, folks. The scary part is this stuff happened when I was probably between five and eight years old, a lot of it. And you have to do your best not to dwell on certain things from your childhood because your brain can't determine real from imagined. So the more you dwell on it, the more your brain continues to relive it. That's the same thing with phobias or fears. The more you think about something, your brain keeps reliving it. That's why positive thinking is good because your brain is reliving or is hasn't lived it yet but believes that it has 
you in a uh, or me in a successful situation. Being treated kindly is the norm. Because of bullying, because of abuse, I saw it as the new norm and believed that being treated in an abusive manner was the norm. And some of it still goes on today, some of it doesn't. The key here is, is there's awareness of the situation. That's what you have to come to terms with. And it doesn't matter if it's you or you're working with kids, you have to create awareness in your own head as to why certain emotions keep cropping up. And if there's abuse there, then it's time to start looking around, maybe for some help, or begin to get a better understanding of it yourself. Another thing that happens is I I draw conclusions too quickly and I always look at the worst. And along those lines, I am very hypervigilant. Locking doors, always making sure that, you know, nothing's going to happen. Worry about things, you know, like that haven't happened yet and so on. But you always kind of look at the worst and you're hypervigilant in situations. You're trying to make sure that, you know, you, you pay attention to things because you don't want to, you don't want to end up having a problem. You don't want to have a problem of which you get blamed for. Like you left a door open and the door got out. And somebody has something to say to you about it. You mistrust people. I do. I don't trust anybody. And some people are deserving of trust. But it, you have to be with me a long time for me to trust you. And even in relationships, you're afraid that the person that you love the most is going to kick you under the bus. That's why it takes a long time you get into a relationship and you almost want to get out of it just as quickly because you don't trust certain people or certain personalities or whatever the case may be. You just don't trust. And, and with that comes, if you're in a relationship, a great deal of jealousy, which is only the fear of being displaced, a great deal of questioning. Where were you? What were you doing? Who was that person you were talking to? Because our own self-esteem, the way we view ourselves, puts us in a position where we believe everybody, everything, every situation is way better than us, than me. And the biggest piece of advice I give you right now is 
When you start to have those emotions creeping into your life, very similar to the ones that I discussed with you, or certain situations or triggers for you, be aware of it and do what you can to seek out an answer and try and determine why you feel a certain way, why you're sweating, why you're thinking that way, why you're, uh, why are you worried? Consider that, consider it, because then and only then will you be able to backtrack and go, go right back to where the event actually started, that brought you to that feeling of uncomfortability. And you have to go back and determine what situations give you a hard time. And how did they start to occur? And once you determine that, you can begin to take the steps to help improve your life. And believe me, folks, I had to come to terms with it. I am a worthy and good person. I am. But certain situations will trigger certain emotions. And then I, go, I can go right back to where I was when I was a kid. So if in fact that's happening to you, make sure that you take the steps to get some help. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Do me a favor. Check out my website, bullyproofclassroom.com. You'll love it. All kinds of stuff there that uh, you can use for school. There's lesson plans, courses, and I've shared it a hundred times. You know it. It's there. I know that I do have some faithful listeners right now. I thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this movement Thank you for trying to do your part in helping others from experiencing some pain and in helping them to overcome the horrors of abuse and bullying. Thank you much. Make sure you go to my website. Take a look at the courses. You'll love the stuff that's there. You will. I said it the other day. I'm going to be starting another podcast, and it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be called the New York Mets 101. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of the history of the Mets. I'm going to be doing a little bit of, uh, you know, reviews of certain games, history. We're going to be going over uh, who they are, how they came into being, and there will plenty of t- there'll be plenty of time for rants and so on about how the team is doing right now. So, If you're interested in baseball, that's another one that's going to be coming out. Not sure, probably in a week or so. But once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Have a great day, everybody.